welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast, Week 10 Edition, Part 1 of 3. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's week 10. Wow. It is week 10, isn't it? It's week 10. And that means that there is, if you, uh, if your playoffs start in week 14, means you got Holy cow. four weeks left. Four weeks left to prepare. So you got four weeks left to turn your season around. Yeah. Yeah. Four, four weeks left to turn your season around. There's a team in our league. It's three and, uh, maybe four and five now, I think. Um, Which team is this? What player do they own? So I know who you're talking about. Jared Goff? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Him. Um, yeah. He's uh, 4 and 5. He's got, what, he's what, got, he, what did you start out? 0 oh and 5? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Something ridiculous. Um, it is Tuesday, November 5th. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon right across from me. So Today we got a lot to get into Waiver wire ads, streaming options, quick reactions. Um, we're going to start with the news, but first, before we get into that, check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. We got content, materials, rankings, all kinds of good stuff on the website. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Champs on Twitter at the Fantasy Champions on Instagram. You can go to facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions to like us on Facebook. Subscribe wherever you listen. Uh, be sure to click the uh, bell on YouTube for notifications. Uh, leave a review on any of the platforms that you listen to, or all of them. Just go one one at a time on each platform and just leave a review. Yeah, just go for it. A very nice review. Uh, be sure to share this podcast with your friends. Let's get to the news first. Uh, Josh Gordon was cut, finally, by the New England Patriots. Which, um, when that news originally broke that they planned on cutting him, kind of came out of left field a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, not sure what the problem was. I was expecting a little more, a little more leakage over the week. We'll probably get it by the end yeah, of the year. By the end of the year, at least. Um, but he was cut by the Patriots and then claimed by the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, what does this mean? <laughs> uh, so for me, the way I look at it is, I think Lockett's still going to be okay. Right. Overall. Um, because he just has that connection with Wilson. Right. Metcalf, on the other hand, I'm not... Like, I know he had a big week this week. I think he, half PPR, he had like 20 points. Um, I don't think Metcalf is no longer... Right. Like, he's going to kind of get taken away from that number one... Or number two receiver spot, and that's going to be Josh Gordon in that offense. Yeah, they so. said they said that... Um, if you're speaking in, fan, in uh, football terms... X being the slot, I believe. Y and Z is uh, Metcalf and Josh Gordon, and X is Tyler Lockett. So Right, so Lockett's not going to get affected. He probably won't, know, But Metcalf, I think, will. I'm curious to see how they utilize Josh Gordon. They're going to use him, but... Yeah, because they, they also... There's a report uh, that they, before Josh Gordon, they were looking into and Antonio doing their Brown. due diligence into Antonio Brown. So it looks like they wanted that outside receiver, and I believe like they've been targeting DK Metcalf a crap ton in the red zone. And I think they're like, okay, 
We need somebody who can actually catch the ball in the red zone. Well, Metcalf has been, but they need another option. Yeah, yeah right. So I'm curious to see if, like, is he going to take Metcalf's job or is Metcalf going to continue playing the way that he is? Is this an indictment on DK Metcalf? Because sh- no. this is for sure not a DK. He's been, he's been doing good. Metcalf's been doing really good. I yeah. think they just want another guy. His problem is, is outside of running straight, he can't do anything. And a lot of people are like, oh, he, he can no, run some routes. I mean, but, like, the stop and goes, the, that's, it takes but it's him, been like, working. It takes him, like, it takes him, no, it has been working, but it takes him, like, five minutes to actually <laughs> stop on a curl route or something like yeah. that. He's, he's, not a, he's not an effective route runner. He really doesn't do much of anything well besides being tall and athletic. <laughs> but, again, it's been working. <laughs> yeah. I think they just want, again, another option on the outside. Right. Because Metcalf's probably just going to go deep half the time. So... Having a guy like yeah. Josh Gordon on the right. other side probably would. Um, I hope it works because I own him in like a lot of leagues. Uh, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, um, they're they're thinking about moving to Cam Newton to uh, injured reserve. It's Ooh. on the uh, it's on the table. I'm thinking that is because Kyle Allen is playing uh, very well and they're winning football games. Yeah. So I would think Cam Newton not playing this. Uh, you know what? To be honest with you, it kind of sucks, but at the same time, if this is really your guy, you probably is there ceiling higher with Cam Newton though? It's a good question because I think it probably is. I don't even love Cam Newton. But. I think it is because Cam, Cam Newton is. I, I'm, I hate to say this now because this will be a soundbite later in the future for Uh-oh. many of people, but Cam Newton is a better quarterback than Kyle Allen. Like, just in like Kyle Allen is probably a better passer. Okay. Then Cam Newton, but just overall as a quarterback, Cam I mean, the Newton's last more like talented. two years, Cam Newton. I, I agree with that he's more talented. Yeah, I don't know if he's better at this point in his career just because he's been so bad lately. But I feel like he probably is. It's Cam Newton. You I know, f- I feel like Kyle he, Allen's been good. I feel like Newton been has like, been bad only because he has just not like I don't know. He just hasn't been healthy. Like last year, he was really good. He was having a career year. Up until week 12 when he got hurt. And then from there, it was just complete catastrophe. Like his shoulder fell apart. He had the whole offseason to figure out his shoulder, and then he got this foot injury. It's like for some reason, every time Cam gets afflicted with an injury, he just completely trashes his entire ability. Like It's like he can't, without his feet, he can't run, he can't make plays. So that makes him, and then without your shoulder as a quarterback, you can't really do anything. So it's like, I would just throw him on IR. Not you're not calling the season a loss. Kyle Allen is winning football games. You know what I mean. But you're basically yeah. saying, what do you really want to throw in Cam Newton, who lost what seven straight games with a quarterback for the Carolina Panthers? Like, I I'm just not doing that. You I mean, know I guess I mean? if they keep winning, you you keep going with Kyle Allen. But I don't know. They're going with him like, this week. Yeah. But, and if Newton can't play, like if he's not healthy, then of course it makes 100 percent right. sense. But. Um, according to NFL Network, Ian Rappaport, Gor- uh, Gordon Gardner Minshew has a chance to retain the starting job upon Nick Foles' return. Even after this past week. In week 11. Now, that was before. Yeah. I saw this report. That was before the Sunday games. Right. So I wonder if this changed. The only reason why I threw it in there is because I wonder if this changes now that he had a terrible week this week. Yeah, or so do you just is, or do you so just Nick forgive Foles, it? Because Nick Foles London, is coming back week eleven, right? Yeah. So this is the biggest week of Minshew's career, then. Yeah, because I I think the I think the um, 
Jags are on a bye week this week. Oh, are they? Yes. So the other thing that you have to consider is that they were in London. So well, yeah. There's a good chance. Like he had one of those picks was a really bad throw. He wasn't like I watched that game. He wasn't bad. Like he wasn't terrible. In the first three quarters, he was actually kind of decent. Um, he just I don't know. I it's so tough. I I'd probably go back to Foles though. Yeah, I I honestly, as a Leonard Fournette owner, I kind of want them to go back to Nick Foles because Minshew, as good as he has been at certain moments, he's a roller coaster ride. Yeah, and certain week, like with Nick Foles, Nick Foles looked really good too. People in his forget, t- yeah, yeah, first drive. It, but the reason why I drafted Leonard Fournette in our league in the third round is because I was like, okay, Nick Foles can get this team in the red zone, and then when he he got hurt, it was like. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Now, now Leonard Fournette's not going to score, and he hasn't all year. I think he has two touchdowns or one touchdown, and he's still top six. That's that's asinine really, to really me. good. That's crazy, but he's he's just not getting it into the end zone, and I'm waiting for that moment to happen. But with Nick Foles, it might. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested in seeing where the situation goes. Um, I does it hurt the kids' confidence to go to Nick Foles or? I mean, you're paying Nick Foles a lot of money just uh, to be like, okay, we're not going to go with Minshew. No, it doesn't. I don't think it hurts. Wait, whose confidence does it hurt? Minshew. No, I don't think it would. Okay. Because he's he was like the guy. Right. And I think he's gained a lot of confidence over the last few weeks that if they do sit him, he, he's already established himself as a quarterback in this league. Yeah. I, I honestly, if, if I was in, just speaking in football terms, like Nick Foles is like the perfect game manager. Yeah, he is. And he's never going to be like this elite big time quarterback that can get you a ton of you know, fantasy points in terms of fantasy aspect, but in real life like he'll win you games. Right. So it's like but Minshew actually looks like a quarterback that could be good. You know what I mean? So like maybe yeah, yeah. He's still young, but like maybe give the kid a shot and just sit Nick Foles. I don't know. Uh, Steelers waved on to Moncrief. Uh, so that settles the James Washington Don to Moncrief discussion we had earlier in the offseason. Yeah, that, that did not age well. No. Uh, pa- Patriots activated Nikhil Harry from injured reserve and then proceeded to not use him um, and lost to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is unlikely to play again this season after he played this week finally. And uh, he had a terrible game, and then I guess he has uh, core muscle issues. So he went from week to week in week one, or after week one, to end up that week to week ended up being the whole season. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Deshaun Jackson, if you have him, keep an eye on the situation because it's not confirmed yet that he's done. There's reports that he could be out four to six weeks. There's also Uh, reports. There's also reports that yeah, unless you're in a deep league. You probably aren't yeah, using you probably Deshaun just Jackson at this point. Jackson. Yeah. But uh, not that it helps Elshon Jeffrey at all. He's been alone for like six weeks now. <laughs> uh, Mike Zimmer, when discussing Adam Thielen's hamstring injury that he re-injured on Sunday, whenever the doctor says he's ready to play, he's ready. So, Oh, boy. Uh, he re-injured, he re- in case you're not informed, Adam Thielen re-injured his freaking hamstring this week in his first game back. Um, this is very concerning. I... It's, this is going to linger for the rest of the season if you're the Minnesota Vikings. And if you're an Adam Thielen owner, this is going to be something you're going to have to deal with rest of season. Um, and if he's not... Uh, 
hamstring injuries suck because they don't get better unless you have long extended periods of not playing. Yeah. <laughs> so they can't put them on IR because hamstrings just not like that, but it's going to linger. It's going to be a problem. Um, so just keep an eye on that with Adam Thielen. Uh, J- uh, Jacoby Brissett has been diagnosed with a sprained left MCL. He most likely will play this week, but if he has to miss time, be anticipatory on that. I believe T.Y. Hilton missed this week's game. Yeah, Don't- he's out He's out for uh, up to a month, I think. Okay, all right. Yeah, so there's no real fan. It, this looks good for uh, Marlon Mack. Yeah, <laughs> They're much. just going to hand it off to him. Now. Brian Hoyer did have three touchdowns, though. When he went out? Stop. Only for like 150 yards and a pick. Rick Streamer of the Week, Brian Hoyer. Um, <laughs> Dolphins wide receiver Preston Williams will miss the remainder of the season. Guy was a great story. Uh, undrafted free agent. Came in, earned a job with Miami. He's like the second wide receiver there now. Uh, and, well, on IR. Out for the year. Out for the year. Uh, Le'Veon Bell underwent an MRI on his knee Monday. Right, row. Yeah. Don't know why. No one else does either. So I guess we're waiting, and uh, I hope there's nothing wrong with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Uh, Browns head coach Freddie Kitchens. Uh, I hope by the time you hear this podcast, he's not fired yet. It's Monday, or it's we're recording this on Monday night, so he hasn't been fired. Maybe Freddie Kitchens still has a job. Yeah. But uh, he uh, said Kareem Hunt will definitely have a role in his uh, expected 2019 debut in Week 10 against the Bills. So... Finally, this week, we get to see Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb together. The uh, rumors floating around are exactly what I've been saying for months, is that Kareem Hunt is going to play the, quote, Dontrell Hillard role, and he's going to be a yeah. pass-catching running back with some opportunities on the ground. Which is kind of what you'd expect. Yeah. So, uh, But I think the upside of what Kareem Hunt is, if, uh, what's his name, uh, Nick Chubb gets hurt in some capacity... God forbid, yeah. Kareem Hunt would become the running back that he was. So, I mean, you would hope. <laughs> right. That offense is just a, atrocious, but we'll see what happens. Um, that's all the news we got, unless you have anything that I didn't get to. No, I think I think that's it. All right, let's get to some quick reactions before we get into waiver wire streamers and conclude the pod, people. So I wanted to start off with something. Okay. So Melvin Gordon finally had a good game. He decided to show up, yeah. Yeah, he decided to... Uh, to show up to the game and and play well. Um, I was convinced that the reason why he completely sucked is because he changed his number to 25. What was it before? 28. Oh, really? Me finding a picture today of him wearing number 25 was extremely difficult. Uh, but Melvin Gordon finally had a good game. Is he back? You know I own him. Just forget about your ownership. <laughs> um. Give an honest, speculative answer. So I've watched every game this season, and I'm not going to definitively say he's back. But what I will say is this game in particular, he looked the best. And when he ran the ball. Breaking news. Uh-oh. So uh, the right. This is so this is so Dolphins. This is so Dolphins. Mark Walton has been suspended four games for violating the substance abuse policy. <laughs> They just traded Kenyon Drake. Wow. They literally just... That is so funny. So, I literally am... I, are we back to the Balazs show? Is he still even I, I active? I thought he was hurt. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it says that... Yeah, he suspended four games. This is 48 minutes ago. Wow. All right. What were you saying? <laughs> what were you saying? Not that Mark Walton's big news. Yeah. But, 
uh, got ring the buzzer. A lot of people were very, very hyped about Mark Walton. Yeah. And then he went out this week and was garbage. And I told you people, there were people saying, start Mark Walton this week. And I was like, no, it's the Dolphins. I mean, they did have a good game as a team and they beat the Jets. Yeah, they had a good game, but Mark Walton blew. Yeah. He had like 40 all-purpose yards on like 15 attempts. Not great. Yeah. So anyway, what were you saying about Belvin Gordon? <laughs> I was just going to say, this week he did look the most explosive he has. Yeah. Running the yeah. football. Yeah, I agree. I mean, his two rushing touchdowns were at the one-yard line, but... Yeah, that is true. But like, like, like I said, just watching the game, like he looked he like would, Melvin Gordon. He, yeah, right. exactly. And you said it. You, I mean, I've said this before on this podcast. You said it would take him four weeks. Yeah, and that was he went, had his four weeks. Wasn't great, and then week <laughs> week five gets. And I was 25. speculative on that too. I yeah. didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to believe it either. I think what you should. How many fantasy points he had? Twenty five. Yeah. Um, what you should expect from Melvin Gordon on a week to week basis is not that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, um, I wouldn't. But he should get like fifteen. Yeah, fifteen a game is probably accurate. Uh, my concern with saying he's back is just how bad. I mean, the Chargers against the Packers looked really. They looked. They well. They so looked, here's they here's looked an interesting component. Better. You know why? Why that they fired their offensive coordinator last week? Oh, I see. See, no, that was a that was a variable that I actually thought about. And I completely forgot. Yeah. That 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 had happened. Um, but I was when he that got when he got fired. I was like, "There's no way in hell they don't start using Melvin Gordon more." Yeah, like that's probably why he was fired. The offense did look a lot better. Yeah, but it, they also controlled the clock a lot. Like, yeah, well, I just I, I feel as though like their passing game is still not there. Yeah, oh, yeah. but Melvin Gordon being the way playing the way that he did in that game obviously is a good sign for the Chargers. Uh, it's a good sign for your fantasy team, but I don't want to jump and say he's back just yet. We need yeah. to see a little bit more. That, that's like, fair. A couple, couple more games. Like it's obviously we know what Melvin Gordon is, but this season has just been such an anomaly for the for the Chargers, and an anomaly for for Melvin Gordon. Um, so, like I said, four weeks. It's been four weeks. He's had a really good game. We'll see if it continues. <laughs> um, so, uh, in, in football news, Lamar Jackson knocked off the New England Patriots. Don't even. I don't know how many fantasy points he had. It was thirty. I think good heavens well, in our league we do the so, passing touchdown so that's probably like 20s yeah, he had high 25. 20s so lamar jackson is basically matchup proof now i would say i think he is i mean i'm gonna look through his game by game he it's weird he had he had 12 fantasy points against the pittsburgh steelers <laughs> which is so weird every other game this year he's been good what what week was that Week five. Okay, so <clears throat> after week five, he started running significantly more. Oh, yeah, that's true. He So since since that game, the next two games after that bad game, he had 152 rushing yards and then 116. That's insane. So if that keeps happening, he only had... He had Lamar he had, Jackson is going to have like 25 to 30 every had, single week. I say only, but he only had 61 rushing yards against the Pats. My thing is that that can't continue. He's very athletic and he does great things, but at some point something's going to give. Like he can't continue to do that. Well, he's got three straight weeks with. I mean, two straight weeks with another. He plays. This Cincinnati is this is what this in week. the off season. This is what we talked about with Lamar. That he didn't need to throw a lot in order to have very good fantasy weeks because of the rushing. Yeah, and it's like he was on pace for four thousand. 
I mean, something uh, ridiculous. Something was, ridiculous. Uh, Two thousand yards. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's not going to happen. Obviously. But if the kid rushes for a thousand plus yards this year, like the year Mike Vick did, there's no way he doesn't finish in the top three. Right. He's already what? He's number third one I right think. now. Third. Yeah. So I will see. I mean, beating the Patriots is a huge situation. Now the Patriots looked lethargic, uh, but I I do think what Lamar did in that game that was that was that was a statement to all fantasy owners that this guy needs to be in your starting lineup no matter who he plays. So yeah. Um, that's what I noticed for Lamar. Uh, Devin Singletary finally had a monster week. They gave him the ball more than, you know, seven times. And uh, he produced, finally. Um, he's one of probably the most efficient running backs in this rookie class yeah. that I've seen. Uh, Miles Sanders has shown bursts of, of Miles efficiency. Miles Sanders does look pretty good. He looks good. But behind, like, what Singletary is doing behind the Bills' offensive line, it's, it's impressive. It's impressive. I mean, even what I think the thing with Singletary too is his ability in the passing game. Uh, like when he when he gets a screen pass, like he has like Kareem Hunt ability, right. where he just like he goes off on a screen, right, right, and his ability to um, run after the catch too. Which I mean, a lot of the good running backs in the league are good at that. Yeah. So that's what I really liked about Singletary. Um, it was an easy matchup, though, but, again, next two weeks, Browns and Dolphins. So so the interesting thing about Devin Singletary, and this is – I was I was going to say for myself, I was trying to see, do I want to buy this guy and, and try to get him on my team, at least buy low, because I do believe in the talent. Yeah. But I was sitting there going, if he breaks out, how many weeks in a row does he have to play well before I say, okay, I'm going to trust him as a starting guy, right? Yeah. And then I was like – Finally, when I get to the point where I trust him, it's probably going to be like week 14, 15, and his playoff schedule is so not good. It's it's not like – because it's Pittsburgh. He plays Pittsburgh in week 15, which I know they rank pretty good against the running backs this year, yeah. but I honestly wouldn't be too too concerned about the Steelers. Yeah. The Ravens at home would be week 14. That could be tough. But again, at home, like – it's possible he could have a good game. The one that I think you could not start him is week 16 because he's playing the Pats in New England. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, it's uh, like Baltimore is a tough opponent and New England is a tough opponent week 14 and 16, and then you might be able to get away with him against Pittsburgh. But at the uh, just just to me, that's not an easy playoff schedule. Yeah, no, so, no, it's not. Especially, so it's but like, his next few weeks, like this little up. So if you have Singletary, I, I think... Yeah. I would probably ride him oh, until, yeah, the, yeah. until the deadline. I will say, uh, yeah, I will. I would say ride him for his last couple good games and then snipe the team. That, but that, 2020 Devin Singletary is looking really good. Right oh, now. yeah, dude. I, just, well, I, no, I, do, I don't know if we talked about this last week. I think but, we did a little uh, bit. Yeah. But I would, I would, I would probably a fifth Sell or sixth your round. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. I mean, I really do like Devin Singletary. He does show. If Frank Gore was not there, he shows no. signs of Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he does. He looks like a little bit like Kareem Hunt in that sense. But we have to see what happens with Singletary as the season goes along. Uh, at the end of that game, Frank Gore ran over to Adrian Peterson and grabbed oh, yeah. him and said, "Talk, talk to Devin. Come on, dude. Talk to Devin." I'm like, "Okay, relax, Frank." He's <laughs> <laughs> like. Uh, so, but if if the Bills keep going with Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary is too efficient as a running back. Yeah. So far this year to not produce um, great fantasy numbers. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm like their offense is just not. 
think the only reason why they're honestly, six and two though, right now is because of I the don't know if play. I even trust Singletary even these next few weeks just because I don't trust the Bills. Yeah. And I don't trust how they use Frank Gore. Yep. I agree. Um was there anything else you uh you noted from the weather? Um I just there was a there was a few like Tyler Lockett went off this week. Yeah. He's he you know how many targets he had? Thirteen. Eighteen. Eagle thirteen catches, right? Yeah. And uh Russell Wilson, like that whole offense, Russell Wilson had forty five points. Yeah. In an hour league. I don't know. It was probably like close to forty in most other leagues, but that's still It's freaking nuts. Wilson that's his second forty point week. Yeah. This year. You take those two weeks away though, and he's definitely oh, yeah, he's, not a top three quarter. He's still I mean, he's had two thirty. Yeah, he's still weeks, very good. But um yeah, that Seattle Seahawks offense has been very good, but they're either like really good or not. Yeah. Oh, and then Jimmy G finally showed up this year. <laughs> Me waiting all year for him. Yeah, did you see? I can't I can't stand Twitter sometimes. So there's a video of him where he was talking to Aaron Andrews after the oh, game. Oh, I did see this, yeah. And he they, she's like, well, how do you feel about being <laughs> eight now? And he was like, oh, it feels good, baby. <laughs> okay, Jimmy. She's married. Slow your roll. Uh, isn't and he, then, isn't uh, he dating no, the porn star I thought, Yeah, probably. Um, but I just thought it was funny when he turned around and he like he gave her like the, the second glance wave. <laughs> you freaking loser so he That's does he that to be an undefeated quarterback so then people were like on and i'm not i'm not we're a fancy football podcast so we're not gonna get political on this but i'm like sitting here watching this and people were like oh, that was so disrespectful to women i was like he said ba-. like i'm pretty sure he was sitting there and he was like oh right no baby but he was like not trying to say it yeah in or, that way to Aaron or Andrews. he like it uh, it was either that or i think he he like has a relationship with her not like relationship relationship yeah, but like yeah, a friendship type a friendship. thing and he knows her like that because it kind of like it they, just came out or, as or like, that yeah that seems the most likely yeah too. but it came out like, like that, and no then, baby and then aaron uh, aaron aaron andrews was like oh is he saying that towards me and then yeah. he realized and he was like oh crap what did i just yeah. do so i think that was more like and then i saw it was getting crazy people re- were retweeting it and were saying like if cam newton did this <laughs> the media would be blowing up and i'm like what <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, this is literally, I, this is so ridiculous. I, I literally, I couldn't do it. I, I commented on some of them. I was like, I was like, guys, you are literally race baiting right now. Stop. Just, this is ridiculous. Who cares if he said that or not? Like, what difference does it make? It's like you literally retweeted it. Dude, it's, this is the, this is that, it's the epitome of Twitter. It's retweeting something to get a reaction. I mean, yeah, that is Twitter. That's exactly. I'm like, they literally wanted this react. I was, it was bizarre. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to mention that. But okay. anyway, um, I'm, uh, my final point about this week before we get into waiver wire ads is that football, fantasy football, is very weird. It is this year in particular because in the years past, I have been able to build a super team without any worry in the world about losing fantasy weeks because my team is so freaking good are you saying every year i'm saying i'm saying this year your team's not so good buddy no my (laughs) i have i have top five players at every single position yet i kick i keep freaking losing because these random butt players keep going off this is the weirdest fantasy football season i've experienced in my entire life so many like last year there were three wide receivers that were good every single week in fantasy. Every single week. Nook, De- Devontae Adams, and Julio Jones to some extent. 
right? Yeah. This year, all of the top wide receivers, if you look at their statistics, not one of them, take out Michael Thomas and put him in a box, not one of them have had consistent weeks. Like DeAndre Hopkins like, yeah, yeah. has had very bad weeks. Devontae Adams, very bad weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm looking at this. The top running backs, it's the same situation. Leonard Fournette is a top six back, but he has he scored over 20 points once. Yeah. It's just very, very weird this year. Like, you can't trust anybody in fantasy football. It's going to be one of those weird years, and I'm, I've been waiting for it. I haven't like, said anything like, because I've been waiting for it to stable out. Like Aaron Jones is a perfect example of this. Top, top four running back. He's had 4, 23, 14, 14, 45, 6, 36, 38, 3. But he's still a top four back. Right. But he's had three weeks where he's had under 10 points. It's just, it's it's insane. It's Usually like nothing, a top five running back will makes consistently sense. get like 10 a week. Nothing makes sense anymore. Like, I, I honestly, last year you could find consistent players, and it's like the only thing consistent about anything this year has been probably, I'm, I'm going to say Zeke and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Those two of the only ones that have shown any level of consistency. Um, and I'm like, I'm just waiting for that consistent Dalvin play. Cook. Dalvin Cook has been consistent, yeah. Like he came out of nowhere. But like just more specifically at the wide receiver position, even at quarterback. I've been sitting here trying to like in our in our oh, league, yeah. I've been I've been looking around. I'm like, okay, Dak's got a crap schedule in the season, don't really want him. I'm like, I want to see if I can trade for a quarter. I'm looking around and I'm like, there's no one. There's no one that's been con- like I was like thinking about Russell Wilson, and then I looked at his games and I'm like, well, those two forty point games, what really is Russell yeah. Wilson this year? It's just weird. It's a weird fantasy year. I don't trust anyone. <laughs> I don't. I don't. It's like the week You're I go sitting in your corner, not trusting. Anyone. I know. I got, I go into the week and I'm like, oh, well, this will be an easy win. This team has absolutely think, no players, and point, then, and then you lose. If you're in a good situation, like me and you, I think in our league are in pretty decent situations. Yeah, I would just trust the talent. I. That's what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for things to to balance. As out. long as you make the playoffs. It's and you trust the man. talent in those playoff Yeah, weeks. because week 14, 15, and 16, those, those players those, usually stand out. Right. So, yeah, yeah, build the build the team and stick with it. I just, it's been so weird. I it, Like, a lot of stuff that I've been predicting about certain things has been right. Like, David Montgomery this week, right? Yeah. Like, I was talking about him. He had his first big game, and then I didn't think he was going to have a good game this week. We'll talk about a little more about him tomorrow. But... He had a good game this week, and now he's got probably the easiest schedule for running backs in the second half of the year. Is this the beginning of the David Montgomery breakout that we all wanted early in the season, but it took freaking Matt Nagy seven weeks to figure it out? You know, that's what I've been, you know, kind of trying to figure out. But there's a lot of predictions that we we made that were right, but then there's just like the guys that, that were at the top have just not been the guys that were at the top. Yeah. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is figuring it out slowly but surely. <laughs> he's getting there, but he's just not. He hasn't, like, this week without the touchdown at the end of the game, the, the cheap Which touchdown was, that yeah. they scored. He would have had, like, He would have had, points. like, eight points, yeah. So, anyway, I just wanted to note that fantasy football has been extremely weird this year. Um, let's talk about some waiver wire ads for this week, um, and then we'll talk about some streamers. So, we'll, we'll go relatively fast, and we'll start at the running back position. Um, I, I want to note this guy more in particular because of the news point that we got to. Actually, I don't think I put it uh, in yeah, the news. You did not put it in the news. I did not put it I in the news. I should have brought that up because I was thinking about that. Ronald Jones 
is now, according to Bruce Arians, the starting running back, and he's going to, quote, get more work because he's earned it. He's earned it. Wow, Bruce, it took you eight (laughs) weeks to figure that out, that he's a better running back than Peyton Barber, and he hasn't even been that much better. He's averaging 4.1 yards a carry, but he's still so much better than Peyton Barber. It's unbelievable. Um, Ronald Jones is owned. He's more talented, yeah. But Ronald Jones is owned in 38.9% of leagues. So Bruce Arians is not yanking our, 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 you know, balls on Ronald Jones. (laughs) He's out there at 15 fantasy points this week. He's very talented. Yeah. If they utilize him 60 to 75% of the time, I think Ronald Jones is probably going to be a second half of the season guy that you could probably rotate in and out of your flex. Um, it just depends on if they stick with the the strategy of using him, right? And what's his? Do you know what his schedule looks like? Um, it's off mediocre. the top of your head, mediocre. Yeah, right when I drop him, this news drops. Oh, he's not on your team anymore. No, I That's dropped sad. him. I dropped him for Mike Williams. Freak me. I needed some wide receivers. I had seven running backs. <laughs> Let's see, Ronald Jones, number one waiver wire ad of the year. Yeah, it's not it's not great, but it's not awful. No, it's it, I looked at it and I was like, it's mediocre. The playoff schedule is what Saints, I was looking for. Falcons, Jaguars, Colts. Playoff schedule is not terrible. It's Lions who are actually the thirty second ranked team in the league against running backs. What week? Fifteen. Okay. Fourteen is Colts, which is ninth, so that's not great. But then sixteen is Houston, who has not had a great defense yeah. this year. Um. Now. So. Owned in only 38% of leagues because of the up-and-downness of his play. Uh, he is, to me, the number one running back waiver wire ad this week. Oh, by far. Yeah, just because the talent, the opportunity. You know, he's a first-round pick last year. Like, you, you, I don't know why this guy's not owned. Like, I dropped him because I didn't have any wide receivers, so I have an <laughs> excuse. But, like, why is he not owned by more people? Like, go check your waiver wire now. Like, rush to the waiver wire. Like, yeah. if I'm, if I'm, to me... I'm probably going to put 20 to $25 on this guy if you have money left. <laughs> yeah, at this point. But I'll put 20 to 25 down on him. Just, like, he's that good. And if you have a conservative league that only likes to put $15 in, you're <laughs> yeah, going to get him. Advantage, yeah. So do what it takes to get Ronald Jones because if you are desperate at running back, uh, you're going to need him rest of the season. Yeah, for sure. You got a guy? Um, I think number two on this list is interesting. It's Darius Geis. <laughs> um, well, because he's owned in 32% of leagues. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't have an IR spot, he's probably available in your league. Yeah. Uh, I think he, does he come back this week or is it next week? Um, I believe it's week 10. Yeah. I think he comes so back this week. So it would this be week. this week. Yeah. Um, if, if, if not, it's week 11, but to me, get, get ahead of the eight ball. Yeah. 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 Um, if he does come back this week. I think he is also a good pickup. Not as good as Ronald Jones, but he is a good pickup. Right. I think Adrian Peterson, um, who has been very good, I think there's a chance that he's either going to go to the bench when Geis comes back and they're going to run it with Geis. Oh, 100%. Or, I mean, I hate to wish injury upon anyone, but I feel like an injury might be coming for Adrian Peterson. He has been fighting an ankle injury. Yeah. So this week they're on a bye, so he should come back week 11. Right. And here is Darius Geis' schedule rest of the season. Jets, 20th against the run. The Lions, worst run defense in the league. Carolina, 27th against the run. Right. Packers, 28th. And then Eagles won tough matchup. Because the Eagles have been great this year against the run. But then right. the Giants in week 16. So that's one, two, three. 
for five of his last six games, unless you play Week 17. Right. But five of the last six six games are great matchups. So I think he's worth a pickup because if he does take over for Peterson right. as a starting job, uh, Peterson, since Chris Thompson's gotten hurt and he's been the only guy in the backfield, right. uh, half PPR 14, 11, 13, and 6. So not great, but that's like fle- good sol- a solid flex, which I think guys can be when he comes back. Right. Um, I think the talent of Geis is what people have been waiting for. And in the first game, he was, you know. Not great. Yeah, not but great. it was against Philly. It was against Philly, yeah. So for for me, I think we talked about Geis on last week's show, uh, only owned in 32% of leagues. He's a guy that should be on your team. He should be rosters at, yeah. rostered at least because if he does get that full workload, he's going to turn into being a, a really good running back, especially with that schedule. Yeah. Um, I, I want to note, so somebody who uh, has popped off the page a little bit in the catastrophe that is the Detroit Lions backfield. Right now, Detroit has lost Tra Carson or Trey Carson or however you want to say his name, their third string running back, okay. to injury, which means they're, that the, the snaps are being consolidated now oh, it's, into it's, two guys. There we go. Ty Johnson, who I don't know how he performed this week, and then J.D. McKissick. McKissick had four carries in the game, so he's not going to get the rushing work. But if you are in a PPR league, he had um, four targets, three receptions uh, for 40 yards and a touchdown. He's not a sexy pickup. If you are desperate for running backs this late in the season and you need somebody that could have some upside, J.D. McKissick is gross as heck for the for the season, but yeah. might be a solid pickup. pickup. This week, um, Ty Johnson had nine carries this week for 29 yards. Yeah, Detroit is a disaster right now with their running backs. Yeah. Um, now, to that point, I want to bring up a one other person. Okay. I am surprised to find out that he's owned in 6% of leagues. His name is Jay, Jay Ajahi. Oh. And he worked out for the Detroit Lions. I feel like this is the fifth team he's worked out for. <laughs> it's true, and they all turn him away. Now, if Jay Ajahi was to get it, were to get a job with Detroit, what if he goes back to Miami? <laughs> Poor Jay Ajahi, then I guess. Yeah, if he goes to, he had a workout with Detroit. If Detroit were to sign him, it was later in the week, so I'm thinking that they weren't gonna sign him and use him. So, yeah, we'll see if they give him a call. I think they're just trying. I think Detroit's trying to figure out if the running backs that they have can like get them to Week 17. <laughs> Right, And so my thought is that if Jay Ajahi does get signed by Detroit, he would probably get most of the work just out of sheer need. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't have anyone. So he probably would. Is Jay Ajahi worth a pickup if that does happen? If that happens, yes. Is that just too gross to, for you? I mean, <laughs> temper expectations. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think if that happens, he's definitely worth a pickup. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put any expectations into it, but he should be worth a pickup. Yeah. Um. Hey, what about Kalen Balaj? He's not hurt. <laughs> oh, he more the, Miami running backs. He would be the only guy in that backfield. So even this week, so Mark Walton played this week, right? And had like nine carries in blue. Yeah. Kalen Balaj are also blue, but he had seven carries. So that was with Mark Walton. Now that yeah. he's the only guy in that backfield, he could be getting like 20-plus carries. I'm just more curious to see if that offensive line is so bad. Yeah, no. That I'm, not, I'm not saying to pick up Caleb Bullock, <laughs> The running backs are, well. He could be the only guy. 
in that backfield for like a yeah a month. Now uh, I did want to note that uh, I think that's unless you have any more running backs. No, I think that's probably it, other okay. than handcuffs. Um, yeah, I was just gonna note this is week twelve. There are six six bye weeks for for teams. Oh, excuse me. I just almost burped in the microphone. <laughs> um, there are six. There are six teams on bye weeks this week. This is the majority of the bye weeks. We have bye weeks in week eleven and twelve, but this is a majority of the bye weeks. So this is the part in the year where you should probably start handcuffing, um, because yeah. this is also the part in the year where elite running backs get hurt. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> That's unfortunate, but uh, I started handcuffing a little bit. Yeah, if you start handcuffing guys, snap, you know, stashing guys in your roster, be the team yeah. that, that that has the guy, and then when the rest of your league mates go, oh, somebody got hurt, I'm gonna go try to pick up his backup. Oh, he's on this guy's team. <laughs> they get so mad. That that happened many a times. But try to uh, try to pick up your handcuffs and make that happen. Um, if you don't have roster, I, I'm gonna note this because I noticed that people do this. If you have roster space, then fine. But there are people out there who pick up uh, handcuffed running backs when they don't have the running oh, back yeah. they're handcuffing. Uh, the reason why you handcuff is because you're getting the backup of of your starting running back hurt. in case he gets hurt. Don't go out and try to get everyone else's back. Yes, it'd be nice to have him if they do that, but it gives your team no depth because you don't you can't start them. Right. Like there's no reason to start them unless somebody gets hurt. Now it is gonna stink if you start handcuffing right now because you probably still have buys. Yeah. So if you don't have like look at your team, if you know, this week is the biggest buy buy weeks week left. Yeah. So if, if if you have a lot of players not on buy, then it's time to start handcuffing. But you know, just wait and see. I, I, I like to build I like to build my team with a lot of depth as well as a lot of talent. <laughs> so like I, a couple weeks ago I had way too many wide receivers. Now I got way too many running backs and I don't know which one I want to be right now. So uh, let's talk about some w- wide receiver waiver wire ads. Um, Devontae Parker is 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 having what they're calling a breakout season. I saw that on Twitter. A breakout season. I'm not sure if I agree with that. <laughs> but he has been grossly Consistent and not awful since week wow. four. He's had 15, 10, 14, 8, and 13. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's not he's not bad. He's caught a, he's got four touchdowns over that span. He's had uh over 70 yards only one time against Washington. He only had 28 receiving yards. But since Fitzpatrick started, he's gotten around 60 to 70 yards. You know, I mean, he uh, might, 50 to 60 yards. I, I, all year I've had this rule not starting any Dolphins players. Yeah. He he might be a decent flex week to week. Yeah, yeah, decent. Oh, after Buffalo. I'll wait till after Buffalo. Yeah. Um, but he is not he's not a bad pickup. He's only owned in twenty eight percent of leads. I would I would go out and pick him up now. I wouldn't waste all my waiver budget on him. But I think he's gonna I think he's a relatively decent player. If because the last two weeks with Ryan Fitzpatrick, their offense has not looked completely inept. Yeah. So if they keep running with Ryan Fitzpatrick and 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 running or running that offense with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think there's going to be good fantasy options inside the Miami offense. But you know it's it's very tempered in in terms of what you can expect from a guy. Like if if Devonte Parker you start him and he doesn't catch a touchdown, expect to get four points. 
Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Cuz you're going to get burned. So you have to understand the upside. Right now with Preston Williams gone and Albert Wilson now the only other guy in the receiver core, I think Devontae Parker is is definitely poised for a lot more. No, work. I agree. So, number 1 waiver wire pickup of the week. I like it. Now, uh I see the number 2 guy. I think we're just going to bypass. We're going to bypass. Don't pick up Corey Davis. Uh, what about Zach Pascal? Do you like him? Uh, he's okay. I'm not crazy yeah. about him, especially if Brissett is legitimately hurt. Right. Um, but he isn't a bad pickup, especially if you need a short-term short term, short term, short term replacement. Um, for like, he needs for that example, short-term replacement. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he is hurt, so as of right now, you can make the argument he's the number one receiver in that offense. Yeah. So I think he he sh- he is worth the pickup right now, but long term speaking, yeah. I don't think he's going to be anything crazy. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you noticed this particular player, um, okay. Jamison Crowder. I don't know how many elite, how many teams he's. I mean, how many, how much he's owned in leagues? He had a good week. I didn't see. He what had he eighteen with, fantasy points. Um, he was targeted nine times. If he's on your waiver wire, check him out. Uh, he should be owned. Yeah. Um, AJ Brown is the other Tennessee Titans wide receiver that I would say we've talked about all year. Though I we should like. rather, I'd rather own him than Corey Davis. But at this point, like at this point, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to own either. Yeah. So there's that, and I think a lot of people are going to play with the ten. There are going to be a lot of fantasy experts in the fantasy football world and community you probably listen to five different podcasts if you listen to podcasts in general because podcasts are an obsession for people listening to podcasts there are going to be a lot of podcasts fantasy football people who tell you to pick up Corey davis and aj brown i'm just going to say stay away from them it's not worth a roster spot not worth wasting your time on players that aren't going to succeed um (laughs) you know who to, to your point almost i think who the real second guy is right now who? For waiver wires, he's only owned in 15% of leagues. I actually think Nikhil Harry okay. should be picked up. Uh, I think when he comes back, the Patriots will will use him. Um, I think he, no, I think he's worth a roster spot. Uh, Bill didn't sound too, I mean, Brady didn't sound too excited about him. What did he say? He said, uh, they asked him, are you are you excited to have Nikhil Harry back? And he said, he literally said straight to the guy's face. He was like, "Well, he's got a lot of work to do." First thing out of his mouth. Oh gosh. Yeah. So I'm not. not. I have a feeling that Nikhil <laughs> Harry is not going to be thrown to that much. If even if he does come back, I don't disagree with you. If he comes out, his upside and is he, high. He freaking blows up in game one. <laughs> then you want to get ahead of that. Yeah. But if game one he comes in and he gets targeted once and doesn't catch the ball, then you're because I feel like he's going to be bum on a luck. I mean, I think him, Sanu, and Edelman should be. They the desperately guys. need a big red zone target. Tall red zone target. I think he, when he comes back, he is and should be he the main red this week. Yeah, the main red zone target. I just don't. Uh, to me, I don't trust Patriot wide receivers. But if he's talented enough and he can get it done, I'm I'm alright. I mean, I don't necessarily either. But Adam, we're this week wire. <laughs> we're talking we're talking picking this guy. Like for me, this week is a per, it's a perfect waiver wire ad. Just purely for the sense that, like, you want to get ahead of the you want to get ahead of the wave of people who try to go out and add him, because there's going to be a situation where people are looking at this guy going uh, next week if he has you know 15 fantasy points. They're going to be like, oh my god, Nikhil Harry number one out of the week, and then you got to spend yeah. 50 waiver dollars to you know 50 of your waiver wire budget to freaking acquire this guy when you could have got him for free this week. <laughs> 
So uh, I would do that this week. Add him, um, and and if you if you need wide receivers, that's the biggest thing. Is like what the one thing we're recommending you pick up certain guys, but we never really talk about who you should drop. And to me, there's not guys that I would drop. Yeah, kill Harry. But if, if you if, if you're picking people up though, he should be on the list. Yeah, yeah, he should be on the list. Um, I'm not sure if there's anyone really else that i would pick up besides deontay johnson yeah i'd pick um, him up but that's pretty much it i think the only other guy that i would note that isn't really here on this list that we're looking at currently um but did have a decent week and 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 he is starting to uh, get a little bit more of an increased role in the offices andy isabella of the arizona cardinals um mm-hmm. he was one of their he almost only had one rece- we have one target, one reception for eighty eight yards and a touchdown. <laughs> um I I mean he was he's just not being utilized at all. So I wouldn't say pick him up, but yeah. I would say watch him to see if he continue like maybe that eighty eight yard touchdown is something where they're like, Oh, well maybe we should utilize this guy. <laughs> well, maybe this guy's actually not that bad. Because they run with five wide receiver sets all the time and Isabel's like six. <laughs> Yeah. So, but he's that one of their rookie wide receivers that they just didn't trust. Um, so that's all I'll talk about. Cole Beasley is another good one. Um, I don't know if there's anyone else you want to talk about. No, I think that's pretty much I, it. I, I, I thought you might want to talk about Alan Lazard. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, let's talk about some tight ends really quickly. Um, OJ Howard right now owning 38% of the leagues. No reason why you should have him on your team. They don't yeah. target the tight end Dang. position. I would take a look at Dallas Goddard, 38% of leagues. Uh, if you need a tight end, he's actually relatively decent. He's very dependent on the touchdown upside. The one guy I did want to talk about owned in 3% of leagues. He had a very good week this week, Mike Gesicki. If Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I talked about Mike Gesicki in the offseason, if Ryan Fitzpatrick throws the ball, or, or if Ryan Fitzpatrick continues to be the starter, he's going to throw the ball <laughs> yeah. to the tight end position, which is Mike Gesicki right now. I talked about him in the offseason. He's a big, lunky, tall guy. I actually think he'll probably break out next year yeah. as opposed to this year. Uh, if they start implementing a more Patriot-like offense, this is a very talented, tall, big, gronk-like white tight end. So like, I he had six targets, six receptions, 95 yards. If Ryan Fitzpatrick is still the quarterback, he loves throwing it to the tight end position. So I think Gesicki would be a great add uh, for for tight ends, especially with the target share. But it is concerning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the last two weeks, he had three targets last week and then six targets this yeah, week. Yeah, it's not. He's just – it's going to be – he's a, a Dolphins player. Yeah, he's a Dolphins <laughs> But Indianapolis has given up the 26th most fantasy points to the tight end position this year. Oh, interesting. So Gasicki against Indy might be a good play. We'll see. But only owned in 3% of leagues. Is there anyone that you're looking at in particular? I know. uh, Um, I think not really, to be honest with you. But what about your guy Noah Font, bro? Yeah, he had four receptions. uh, Three receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown. Very gross. Yeah, it was really one play. I think he turned like a, a slant route into like a 60-yard touchdown. That yeah, was the play where the Browns couldn't tackle. So many tight ends next year that I could talk about for months. <laughs> That's kind of a weird yeah, thing, we're, bro. We're going we're gonna to do that for <laughs> six months and then 
in the off season. Uh, I'll just every every t- every Thursday show is going to be specifically about tight ends. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, no, but I I would say Noah Font is not worth a pickup. No, sorry. I it's cute okay. that he had 19 fantasy points. But, yeah, no, I agree. Um, and then, hey, what what is a t- what what is t- discussing the tight ends without talking about? Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon, baby. We got to mention him. <laughs> Pick up Chris Herndon. Maybe he'll start someday. He might play this year. He might play this year at some point. Uh, yeah, no. I, I mentioned him as a joke. Uh, if he's out there and you need a tight end, then yeah, probably. But uh, at this point, he just isn't playing football. Yeah. Um, and then with if Adam Thielen misses a lot of time, Kyle Rudolph is the heir apparent of uh, Adam Thielen's targets. <laughs> So, Although in the Thursday night game that Thaling missed, Rudolph only had like three targets. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but might, but in that player, first yeah. game that he missed, he had like, what, eight targets? Yeah. So we'll see. You also probably saw guys like Nick Boyle play well. No. Yeah, no. Stay away. No, thanks. Um, Ryan Griffin for the Jets continues to play well. That's going to be taken over when Herndon gets yep. back. We'll see what that happens. That could be Herndon spot right there. And then uh, the the killer, the killer, Foster Moreau, the killer of Darren Waller. They keep throwing touchdowns to this clown shoe when they should be throwing touchdowns to the walrus. It's pissing me off. I, I literally get so grossed out by that. All right, let's, let's, let's talk about some QB streamers and then okay. close the show because uh, we're a little over. Um, so I'll start with mine. Jameis Winston versus Arizona. If he's on your waiver, I know he's owned in like 60% of leagues or something like that. He's owned in a decent amount. Yeah. So uh, check your waiver wire for Jameis Winston. If he's available and you're streaming quarterbacks, he's a guy that you want to pick up and uh, stream this week against Arizona. Um, I think it could be a big week for, for him. He's also in the last two weeks, I believe, had 21 and 22 fantasy points. Yeah. So two decent weeks against Arizona. It could be a, a boom game for him. Uh, who do you got? Uh, for me, he's this guy's only owned in NFL.com right now in yeah. 3% of fantasy leagues. Uh, so he's out there in your league. You're streaming quarterbacks. It's Ryan Tannehill to me. Since he's taken over as a starter, the three games he has started, he had 21, 22, and 24 fantasy points. Wow. Uh, and this week he is playing the Chiefs at home, which are 24th against quarterbacks, which is a solid matchup for Ryan Tannehill. I think he's in line for another 20-point week. Okay. Uh, that'll do it for our waiver wire ads and streaming options for week 10. Be sure to listen tomorrow as we discuss some booms and busts and go over players you should buy. Don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Insta, 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 Instagram. Instagram and Twitter. Talk to you tomorrow, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.